The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility of Christ, here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support your written and emailed responses, your choices and decisions about forms of ministry, all your own here in our midst. And as the spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. Today, especially as we hear the gospel of the fourth, the spiritual gospel of John, and the beauty of the majestic music of Johann Sebastian Bach, we lift up our hearts in praise and thanksgiving. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. O God, whose Son, Jesus, is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the first epistle of St. John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses to help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the Spirit that he has given us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 23 with the Antiphon. shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. the description of the faithful life, the life of the community of faith, professed by John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, is our theme on this Good Shepherd Sunday, in which we hear again, for the last time this school year, the beauty of a Bach cantata, a cantata of praise. Wesley's words, watch over one another in love. On these Sundays especially, we hope to hear the music speak, preach, announce the gospel of grace. On these and all Sundays, we also hope, hope to hear the words sing, harmonize, and beautify. Music that speaks and words that sing. For these in the enchantment of worship, we do hunger and thirst. The Gospel of the Beloved Disciple, the Gospel of John, and the first letter in that same tradition, 1 John, are themselves canticles of love. A new commandment we are given. Love one another. Love one another, says the risen Christ, even as I have loved you. By this they will know who you are if you love one another. There is no diminution of authority as the shepherd lays down his life. What he lays down, he has the power also to lift up. Our image of the good shepherd is good enough, but not strong enough. His embrace embraces the globe sheep of multiple folds, other sheep not of this fold. Not all faithful people are Christian, Protestant, Methodist, Boston University, Marsh Chapel people. There are many ways of keeping faith. Our feeling for the Good Shepherd is good enough, but not powerful enough. He knows he knows his own, even as he is known by God. Our image of the Good Shepherd is good enough, but not full enough. One flock, one shepherd. Take away from me the noise of your petty differences. When we love, we are one. One flock, one shepherd, one God who is above all and through all and in all. First John came along to sharpen up what the gospel left open. The gospel of spirit became the letter of commandment. The gospel of community, beloved community, became the letter of authority, ecclesiastical authority. The gospel of inspiration became the letter of instruction. The gospel of freedom became the letter of love. 
The Gospel of Incarnation became the letter of responsibility. There is no mistaking the announcement of grace, a call to obedience in 1 John. To love is to take responsibility. To love is to be responsive, responsible, to take responsibility. By this we know love. If anyone has and sees and closes his heart, how does God's love abide in him? We should believe and love one another. Would you love? Take responsibility. Would you love? Then you will take responsibility. It is wonderful to have the gospel. It is good also to have the letter. My dear friend, Dr. Jarrett, speaking of love and responsibility, I wish every student at our university, at our university and every listener in earshot of our voices could know some measure of the intimate, communal, choral, consanguinity of singing in this choir. I wish all could have some measure, some version of this choral community in grace, freedom, love, and responsibility. It is an experience of really being alive, an experience of love, an act of joyful, responsive responsibility that together we take. We hunger for words that sing. We thirst for music that speaks. Dr. Jarrett, help us to listen in love for illuminating moments in today's music. Though written to celebrate Pentecost Sunday, this morning's cantata has everything to do with watching over one another in love and grace and the model of the spirit's habitation of the soul. Cantata 172, Er Schallet, Er Lieder, Er Klinget, Er Zeiten, was written in 1714 during Bach's time in the Saxon town of Weimar. And the themes of the cantata are grace. In particular, look for the word Gnadenkuss, which means the kiss of grace. The reviving of the soul, listen for the word Erquicken. And then the broader themes of friendship. In the very rich 14th chapter of John, Jesus prepares his disciples for his departure from earthly life. Friends, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will provide for you another comforter. That other comforter, our constant friend, and our companion in grace is the Holy Spirit. The cantata opens in celebration, complete with festival trumpets and timpani. And they continue in the bass aria, heralding the presence of the triune God and the fulfillment of Jesus' promise in the 14th chapter of John. The nature of the spirit among us is explored in the fluid and breezy lines of the tenor aria, which follows. The companionship of the Holy Spirit is revealed in the duet for the soprano and the alto. Here, the soprano gives voice to the human soul and the alto sings as the voice of the Holy Spirit. Note in particular the text sung by the alto. I will refresh you, my child. Erkwicken, there's that word. Take the kiss of grace from me, Gnadenkuss. And finally, and perhaps most beautifully, I am yours and you are mine. Interwoven in this texture, listen for the solo oboe, unfolding in very intricate ornamentation, the very famous chorale, Komm Heiliger Geist, Herr Gott. The chorale which follows is fast becoming my personal favorite. The intimacy and life-refreshing presence of the spirit is detailed in this, the fourth stanza of Philip Nikolai's Wischernleuchtet, written in 1599. Listen to these words that appear in the second half of the chorale. Take me with friendship in your arms, that I might become warmed by your grace. The, the cantata concludes with a reprise of the opening movement, 
in full celebration of the Spirit's kiss of grace and the possibility of life's fulfillment with the Spirit in, around, through, and among us. With that fulsome promise, we shall go forth together. The promise of the kiss of grace, the promise of fulfillment in life. We shall live together the commandment of belief and love. We shall trust the shelter of the shepherd. We shall bring salt to the meal of life. We shall bring light to the dwellings of life. We shall be sheep in another's fold, little children who love not in word or speech, but in deed and truth with God's help. We shall so order our lives that we learn day by day better and better to watch over one another in love. Of us pointing to us here and now over time, we shall hope others will see and say they watch over one another in love. We think about the commandments as Marilyn Robinson does in her novel Gilead as a preparation for the engagement of worship. She writes, there's a pattern in these commandments of setting things apart so that their holiness will be perceived. Every day is holy, but the Sabbath is set apart so that the holiness of time can be experienced. Every human being is worthy of honor, but the conscious discipline of honor is learned from this setting apart of mother and father. You see them as God sees them, and that is an instruction in the nature of God and humankind and being itself. You, beloved, you at Marsh Chapel, you are leading the way. You are taking responsibility. Others will follow. You are leading the way in the affirmation of the full humanity of gay people. Others will follow. Not for you the earlier habits of treating some as five-fifths and others as three-fifths human. Not just baptism, confirmation, Eucharist, penance, and unction for all, but marriage and ordination for all, too. You are leading. Others will follow. You are leading the way in heavenly worship. Not for you a contemporary worship which is so often neither contemporary nor worship. Not for you the substitution of entertainment for enchantment. Not for you the occupation of pulpits by unordained, untrained, uneducated, unconnected ministers. Not for you the elaborated expenditures of denominations who lose their grounding in the basic ministry of the church, that is, in the word of God, the sacraments of grace, the service of the neighbor. You are leading the way. Others will follow. Why, your example and its shadow will be felt as far into the future as a truly open church, as far down into the trembling depths of every phobia that ever closed a heart or a mind or a door, as far out into the globe as every poor struggling child. This morning, we add as far away in every way as a United Methodist General Conference in Tampa, Florida. You are leading the way. Others will follow. May God give us a mind this and every day for words that sing. May God give us a tongue this and every day for th songs that speak. So fed. May we watch over one another in love. Come, Almighty, to deliver. 
let us all thy life receive. Suddenly return and never, never more thy temples leave. Thee we would be always blessing, serve thee as thy hosts above. Pray and praise thee without ceasing. Glory in thy perfect love.
mein Vater wird ihn lieben und wir werden zu ihm kommen und
Dear friends, we remember that Bach gave us God's word, Mozart gave us God's laughter, and Beethoven gave us God's fire, and God gave us music that we might pray without words. Please join me in thanking Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett in the Marsh Chapel Choir and Collegium for their leadership of us in prayer this morning. We hope that you will take a moment to put your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know each other better throughout the coming week. We hope you will join us here in the nave of Marsh Chapel again next Sunday, May 6th at 11 o'clock in the morning, and stay with us after the service to greet our uh, graduates this year, the members of the chapel community who will be graduating from Boston University in a celebration downstairs after the service. As our ushers wait upon us, we would encourage you to meditate upon Mendelssohn's Third Sonata, uh, played by Justin Blackwell on the organ. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice for all.
Gracious God, as we commend these gifts to your service, we ask that we may overflow with the still more abundant blessings of your infinite love and the kiss of grace, and that through these we may serve you more fully, loving one another. Amen. of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit, be and abide with each one of us now and forevermore. Amen. 